So I'm asking my network, work, work, work. What is their favorite cold email tool? So I'm asking my network, work, work, work. What is their favorite cold email tool? So I'm asking my network, what is their favorite cold email tool? So I'm asking my network, what is their favorite cold email tool? It's lavender, duh. Lavender, Second lavender. Okay, okay. Hi, everyone. This is Derek Williams with Ten Bound, and you are listening to a special series here on the podcast. This is the Research Labs Ten Bound podcast, and the whole premise of this show, guys, is to investigate technology that's driving success within sales development. And today I have a very special guest who represents a very, very special offering in this space. So we're excited to speak with William here, William Balance, who is the CEO and co-founder of Lavender. Lavender is your AI email assistant, and it helps with writing better emails faster. They actually combine everything you need to easily write emails that actually get replied to, which I think we can all relate to that are listening to this. This is you know, a very, very key topic. Users get a real-time AI-driven coaching on their email. They're able to research prospects within the tool without even actually leaving their inbox. They confirm their email is valid. They can check if the email will land in spam and they can see how it will look on a mobile device before they send it out. So there's a lot of value, I think, in Lavender. Now, William is a founder like five times over. So while this isn't an entrepreneurial podcast, I am definitely keen on getting his perspective and hearing his story a little bit. At one point in his career, actually, he was the first sales hire for a startup where he grew sales from 30,000 to 2 million in under 18 months. So anyone on the sales side can definitely appreciate that, I'm sure. So look, I'll be honest, I hadn't heard of Lavender really until one day I was actually working with an SDR at a client. We were doing some coaching. We were walking through some sequences and some email templates they had built into SalesLoft. And lo and behold, he had this plugin he was using that I had never seen before. And he told me all about it. It was called Lavender and it was helping him write better emails faster. So I reached out to their co-founder and CEO, William here, and here we are. So William, thanks for being on the show. Really appreciate having you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to talk more about the lavender and the problem we're solving. Awesome. Great. Well, I always like to start these discussions with a quick background. So if you can tell me a little bit more about your story and how you got to be at Lavender, particularly looking to understand a, a particular inflection point here. I think there was a point where you left Springbot. It was around 2016. Love to hear the story around that while you kind of give us your background. Yeah, sure. So I'm a sales rep, SDR turned entrepreneur. From the product side, I've been designing product type things since I was a kid. It's always been interest of mine. But professionally, after college, I was a sales rep, probably like many of the people listening. And in 2016, I was working in a tech sales job. And this like crazy event happened where a college announced they were closing. I had a bunch of friends that went to that school nearby. It was a historic women's college in Virginia. And I did some campaigns to help save the school. 
And it led me to an idea around a startup for alumni networking and fundraising. So over time, I quit my job and I started working on this alumni app. And then a couple pivots later, it led into Lavender. But all these things fed into each other. I was trying to build this startup in ed tech. And I found that selling to schools was long, arduous process. And I was trying to find people that were open-minded, vision-focused people. So I had an idea for optimizing my outbound around personality. And that led to me pitching an idea for a personality science-based marketing platform at a startup competition. And we won that competition. I met my co-founder, Will Allred, there. And we started building this marketing product. But then COVID happened and people stopped investing in marketing. We didn't have a lot of money and we just saw people going remote first. People are going to send more emails, more one-to-one emails. So we hard stopped and pivoted in early 2020 and just threw a Hail Mary and thought people are going to send more one-to-one emails. Let's help them do that better. And we launched Lavender, which is, like you said, a platform for helping now primarily salespeople, but at the time it was really anyone, write better emails faster. Mm. Very good. Well, I'm looking forward to learning more as I'm sure everyone else here is. And that's quite a journey, I have to say. It sounds like a very exciting ride. I'm sure everyone at Lavender is glad we've settled on where you are now. And I'm sure there's big things to come with this venture. Tell me a little bit more about the problems that Lavender is solving. Nobody likes bad emails, low open rates. How is, can you just double click for us on how does Lavender or what is the problem that you're addressing? At the surface level, the problem is that sales reps send bad emails and thus they have low reply rates. Most teams have reply rates under 5%. But the real problem is a little bit deeper than that. It's that the people that are receiving the emails are not resonating with the emails that they're getting. And it's because in sales development, largely the SDR, and I was guilty of this myself, they're not experiencing the inbox of an executive. They're not getting tons of emails from their team their employees, other vendors, et cetera, they're probably getting a couple of emails. They don't have an overloaded inbox. So their whole focus is on outbound, where the mindset of the decision maker is all around the inbound experience. So the real problem is that people don't send emails that really resonate with how a decision maker experiences their inbox. Thus, they have low reply rates. And there's lots of little things that go into that, but it really comes down to not thinking about how the buyer is experiencing their inbox. Got it. Yeah. Trying to put ourselves in the buyer's shoes is fundamentally what we want to be doing as often as possible. And we try to do our persona analysis as SDR teams and you really understand the persona. But to your point, yeah, none of us are really living that life and seeing how inundated these executives are. So can we actually talk about, there's a particular point around that as well. Another problem that I, we come across at 10Bound and it's the tension between personalization and activity volume. And I think that's what we talk to a lot when we talk about increasing reply rates is how personalized we make our emails. So can you talk to that and what you've seen from a Lavender perspective and the tension between you know, executives and certain teams wanting high volume, but then knowing that personalization is what works and how do you balance that with Lavender? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think a lot of people are trying to figure that out. And they're talking about personalization at scale and things like this. And I want to remind the audience, I came from a world when I was doing, I got started in sales, we didn't have cadencing tools. I was sending personalized emails one by one every day, like 100 dials and 50 emails a day. So it is possible to do the work without having automation. 
just want to put that out there. Right. But when it comes down to where teams have optimized as a result of having platforms that do cadencing, et cetera, they've always optimized for volume. And the idea is if you want to get more replies, you send more emails. But COVID really changed the world in how people are experiencing their email. Prior to COVID, teams were doing 80% of their day on the phone, 20% of the day on email, on average. Email is kind of an afterthought that you would just send if someone did not pick up the phone. Because of COVID, when people were not in the office and before you had their cell phone numbers, you had to reach them either through email or LinkedIn messaging, basically. So now these people, these prospects are getting way more emails. Clary had some data that came out right after lockdown started that the initial pop was 16% more emails being sent and an 8% less reply rates. So these prospects are getting inundated with more messaging. If your messaging looks like every other automation they're receiving from all your competitors, you're going to get ignored. It's pretty easy to see which ones you took the 60 seconds or two minutes or so to personalize the email versus the one you just hit send to a thousand people at once. And the ones that look cookie cutter are the ones you just get ignored, hence the lower fly rates. Wow. Very good perspective there. It sounds like you've done a lot of research around this problem. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that is really interesting about building Lavender is that all the recommendations that our AI gives when you're writing your email are based on the data. So not only have we done research, we've partnered with PhDs in psychology, communication psychology to understand how people make their decisions. And we factor that into Lavender, but Lavender is constantly learning. The more our users send emails, the more we see what's working and what's working at different points in time. And the data changes. The things that were working when we started the company in 2020 are not working today. The, For example, when we first started, you could write an email that took 45 seconds to read. And that was considered by many people best practices, up to a minute, really. And now we've seen that just continue to plummet over the past two years. And now the best emails take 15 or 20 seconds to read. So if you're thinking about that, that's about 50 words. How do you get your point across in 50 words? And most emails that people are sending are a couple hundred words. So Mm -hmm. the data is constantly changing. So yeah, we had some initial research that we did, but our platform is now our source of research because we can see these trends happening in real time. Tremendous. Okay. Very good. Now I want to switch gears a little bit. Writing skills is at the core of this as well, right? As SDRs and our experience in writing and developing our writing skills. A lot of the SDRs that we work with are recently graduating from college. And, you know, the way they teach us to write in college versus the way we write in business, what the data you just shared, perfect example. Like, can you talk to us about that? What is, from a writing skill standpoint, how do they make that transition? I assume Lavender helps in that, but what's your perspective on that transition? There are so many facets to that question and that problem. And I want to start with saying that not everyone has the same education, either access to education or quality of education. So people are naturally starting at different levels of writing ability. One thing that's really important to us at Lavender is giving anyone, regardless of your background, the confidence to write an email to anyone in the world. If you are a entry-level SDR, maybe you didn't even go to college, you just went to high school, you should be able to write an email to whatever CEO you want and be taken seriously and have confidence doing that. So that's important for us at Lavender is to equal that or to level that playing field some. Now, for those that did have formal writing training, most likely they were taught to write for their professor. And generally that is long, it's formal, 
you probably have a word limit that you have to hit. So you intentionally teach yourself to say things in a longer way than you should, just filler words to hit your word limit. And what works in modern day selling is not any of that. It's not formal. It's not complicated. It's not long. 70% of emails are written at a 10th grade or above reading level, but the best practices are around a fifth grade reading level, maybe a seventh grade reading level at a maximum. And it's not because people are not intelligent. They don't understand the 10th grade reading level. It's that they're devoting 11 to 15 seconds or so to your email. And how do you get your point across in a really simple way? You don't have their full attention. They're basically just scanning your email. So simpler language, it's easier to scan and easier to get the point of. And that's completely different to how people are taught to write in college. Yeah, I would say, well, I guess I would ask, how does a SDR written email, a sales email, like what you just described, compared to a marketing email in that respect, in terms of you know length and how built out it is? I mean, do you see a difference there? Or would we try to teach that one-to-one, one-to-few, you know, foundationally is different than a marketing email. And I think we would all agree that marketing emails that we tend to read that are general in terms can be longer. So not to put marketing on blast, but would you say that there's a difference there too? Well, I think we'll start seeing marketing adopt this more. Mm. The state of the world, as people have moved to DMing their friends, TikToks, et cetera, Mm. the attention span of the world is decreasing. And that's going to permeate in other aspects. And it's starting to happen in B2B. And to some degree, marketing has adopted this. I mean, they do short captions on Instagram posts. However, despite the success they've had in social marketing with brevity, we don't see that as often in newsletters or email marketing, unfortunately. But I think you will. I think you'll start to see that will become more concise and more simple. It's a strange question because if you think about marketing, when they put up a billboard, for example, they are super short to the point because you only have a split second to capture Mm -hmm. someone's attention on the interstate, but they haven't really translated that over into email marketing. But I think we're starting to see that shift. Good perspective. Thank you. And in terms of differentiation, I think, you know, what we might compare in our heads at first glance, Lavender 2 is a tool like Grammarly. So can you explain for the audience how Lavender is different from something like that? Yeah, we love Grammarly. If you want to use Grammarly, you can use that with Lavender. That said, we have everything Grammarly has and more, and it's specific to sales. So where Grammarly really focuses on the correctness of your writing, which is an important thing. You don't want to have spelling errors or grammatical errors. Although some people promote that, I think to most readers, they look at it and they say, this person didn't take their time with this. But we have that in Lavender. We have something in Grammar Check. We also have everything else that you need focused on the sales profession. So if you want to research your prospect, we pull in data from six different data providers. We show you news on your prospect, their social posts. We'll have AI suggest ways you can personalize your email. If you're not sure to say, AI can get your email started for you. And we also look for everything in your email that could hurt your chance of getting a reply. And then we help you fix it. And a good story, I think, to compare how Grammarly would approach something and how we would approach it was a friend of mine. He was writing some copy for his website, which is sales copy, although it's a marketing platform. But he asked me to review his copy. And there's one sentence on there that took up five lines. And I told him the sentence is too long. And he sent me a screenshot back from Grammarly that said it was correct. And it was. He had semicolons in it to make a compound sentence correct. But it was way too long for sales copy. And that's the kind of sentence that gets skipped when someone is scanning through a website or an email. Right. 
Absolutely. You mentioned something that I think is foundational and a big issue that SDR teams are trying to get better at, and it's that personalization at scale. And you mentioned how we can pull data in from, I think it was five different sources. So can you paint that picture a little more clearly? I think what happens right now in a lot of teams is they are you know, being triggered to pursue a certain account by you know an assignment, a new lead, whatever. And they're going into the website, they're going to that person's LinkedIn profile, right? They're going to Owler, they're going to these places to find information and then, you know, ideally copy that information or kind of summarize it into a notes section, a description section, somewhere in their CRM, somewhere in their engagement platform. And so when they engage with them, they have those insights or they are using, you know, their data service provider that might have scoops or alerts or intent data and all of that. And then again, it's still sort of partitioned away from the inline work that they're doing. So can you just paint a clear picture of how you bring that information in, what information you bring in? Because that personalization at scale and being able to cut down the time it takes to do that research, I think is something that we want to double click on. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll preface that by saying when I think of Lavender and how we build our product, there is two things that we're trying to accomplish. And every feature kind of relates back to one or two of these things. The first one is help you write a better email to get more replies. And that's where the writing assistant, the email assistant really comes into play. The other one is helping you save time. So we did a poll on LinkedIn and the average response was people are spending over 15 minutes to write a personalized email from scratch. I'm not saying that they're taking 15 minutes to do one snippet personalization in a pre-written template, but to do a full email from scratch, spending 15 minutes to research the prospect, go to Google News, LinkedIn, all the places you mentioned. So we want to get that down to under 60 seconds. So we thought, what are the things that people are looking for? Let's just put it right in their workflow in Gmail, Outlook, Outreach, or Sales Loft. So when they go to email that prospect, it's just right there in front of them. We show you their picture. We show you their bio, their background, their recent social post. We'll show you their company insights, revenue, funding, employee count, the tech stack the company is using. Are they hiring? What jobs are they hiring for? How fast are they growing? What is the recent news? Have they raised funding recently? Have they partnered with some new company? Have they expanded? Are there like newsworthy events? They've won an award or something like that. And it's all brought right into your workflow. And then Lavender will generate with AI different ways you can personalize the email based on this data. So it will give you sentence suggestions. You can either copy them as is or just use them to get you started. And we're going to keep expanding this. So soon we're going to start bringing in, if the prospect was on a podcast recently, we'll alert you of that. So you can just get some insight around recent blog posts or podcast appearances or things that the prospect's been doing that will be really personal when you reference them in your email. It's all about saving time while still having a high degree of accuracy. I think there's some platforms out there that are trying to just do like put in a CSV and spit out tons of personalization. And I've gotten emails from SDRs at those companies actually, and the personalization is lacking. I think right now, Lavender takes an approach where it's AI-assisted to save you time versus completely automating the entire thing. Love it. Thank you for that. That helps understand that piece better. And I think knowing that it's built around those two tenants is definitely critical for those that are considering Lavender as an option. Switching gears here a little bit, most of us know Scott Lease from Scott Lease Consulting. He said, and his quote is saying that Lavender is the gong of email, which I thought was a great line. So can you elaborate a little bit more on how are SDR managers using Lavender to monitor email quality and help reps develop better writing skills. First of all, I love Scott just for transparency. He's also an angel investor of ours. 
but we knew Scott way before then as well. And we knew him for a long time before he actually invested. And that quote may have been before he even invested. And we love Gong. We've got tons of users from Gong. And I'm not going to lie and say that we're as advanced as Gong is. They're much, much larger than us. But we're also we're building that direction of being able to give a really granular insight into you as an individual seller, but also at the team level, things that are working, things that are not working, and specific things that can be improved for you and for your team. So over time, Lavender starts to learn more about you as an individual SDR or AE, and then the team overall. And then you get different types of coaching cards and insights and things that are very specific to you that you can be doing right now to improve. So for example, maybe team A is not doing enough mobile optimization, but team B is like maybe the SDRs are not doing mobile optimization, but the AEs are. Lavender will optimize for the SDRs to do more mobile optimization. And then whatever the AEs are doing will help them as well. But it's different based on that team and your team's data. And one of the great things if you're using outreach or sales law is you can connect into outreach and sales law. And we can look at all of your historic emails, even before you had Lavender and pre-train Lavender on you and on your team. So it benchmarks you and it knows your best practices from however long you've been using Salesloft or Outreach. And it's much more intelligent with that data. And if you don't have Salesloft and Outreach, that's okay too. It'll still learn about you. It just takes some time to build that data set customized to you. Wow, that is tremendous. Sounds like a SDR manager's best friend in a lot of ways. It can be difficult. You know, we work with a lot of SDR managers to monitor email efficacy, right? And mm-hmm. to do that gong-like experience that we do on calls. So I think it sounds like those two could work really well in unison. Or Absolutely. So. Cool. Very good. Um, and I want to add to that also. Like, yeah. It's not just around coaching your existing reps. What we're finding mm-hmm. is teams are using this part of the product to onboard new reps more efficiently. And a great example of this is Sendoso, who's one of our clients. I'm sure a lot of your listeners know Sendoso. Yep. They crushed it with Lavender, 4X their reply rates. But one of the things that they found really interesting was they were reducing the time spent or time it takes to hire and onboard their new reps. They're going through a bunch of growth on their SDR team right now. And Lavender can tell them how much time these new reps are spending on their emails. How does that compare to their onboarded reps, the, the other cohort of reps? And if you pretty much isolate the people who are in their newly hired class, which ones are struggling and what are they struggling at? So they can go in and put their attention on the people that need more assistance. And then the ones that are just kind of ramping up fine, they don't have to spend time on them. They can just focus on the ones that have trouble and they know exactly what they're having trouble with. That's excellent. Yeah. It's something that I definitely look forward to incorporating myself in some of our coaching sessions. Thank you. Uh, switching gears again, you mentioned sales loft, you mentioned outreach in terms of integrations that it sounds like you guys already have set up and are running effectively, which is great. I think you also have Outlook and Gmail integrations, which absolutely makes sense. That's where the email is happening most of all. And to double click on that, I think that's where those replies and those volleys as we call them are happening too. So we are continuously helping write better emails faster in a follow-up context as well, not just the initial email, right? Absolutely. So if you think about the SDR, it might be different for the AE, but for the SDR, they're probably originating that first touch in a cadence in Outreach or Salesloft. And Lavender has likely helped their manager, if they're a Lavender customer, their manager has used Lavender to write that template or write that cadence. And then when the SDR goes to do the quick personalization, of that cadence, they can use Lavender's personalization features to make sure that it's a great personalized email. 
But if Lavender is doing its job, which is to increase reply rates, then you're going to get more replies. And then what does the SDR do then when they go off script? And they're probably managing that from their Gmail or their Outlook. And now Lavender helps them with that reply or that follow-up as well. And the same is true for like AEs and even customer success that are nurturing customers or prospects over a longer period of time post-demo. But for the SDR role, they're definitely straddling it between that first touch email and outreach or sales loft. And then once they get a reply, they can use Lavender within their Gmail or their Outlook. Awesome. Yeah. I think that's where we try to spend more time coaching these days is in those volleys. When we've had a reply that's relatively positive, how do we convert those? The data tells us that a lot of our booked meetings across the SDR world are booked on second connects or in those you know, volleys, not necessarily in the first connect so much. And so it's good to know that you're going to follow us through the life cycle of that communication. What other integrations can we expect on the roadmap? Yeah, absolutely. And to your last point around the second email, I think your listeners should search out my co-founder, Will Allred. He does tons of podcasts and trainings on better email writing. And one of the things we see a lot is that a lot of SDRs try to go for that full conversion in that first email. They do everything in the first email. They split it up, the second or third email is where the actual magic tends to happen. Right. And some of our new integrations will help with that. So right now, again, we're in Gmail, Outlook, Outreach, and SalesLoft. But this year, we're also integrating into the CRM. Salesforce and others. And among other things that we're building around the product and the coaching and the analytics, one of the cool things that will allow us to do is to understand what stage the prospect is in based on the CRM data, and then give different insights and different recommendations to the SDR based on what that prospect is doing. What's their stage in the CRM? Or maybe did they respond positively or negatively? Or have they not responded? Which number email are you in in the sequence? Which template are you using? So we can tie all this data together to give more specific recommendations based on the situation that the SDR is in. Got it. You know, the engagement platform is where we spend most of our time as SDRs. We at Tinbound currently are using Mixmax as our you know, sales engagement platform of choice. We've used them all and we consistently rotate, but you know, I know ZoomInfo has launched Engage recently. HubSpot has their sequences. And there's other players out there that are in that space too, many of which are on our market map, 10bound.com. Make sure you check that out, everyone. But from that standpoint, anything on the roadmap in terms of additional integrations on the engagement platform? Yeah, absolutely. We started with SalesLoft and Outreach. They have great market penetration. Also, we got started in the same building in Atlanta as SalesLoft years ago. But when we think forward, we understand that, that people are using all sorts of platforms. We love Mixmax. They actually ranked us as one of the top sales tools. Even though we don't integrate with them, they're always promoting us. We love HubSpot too. We have HubSpot as our CRM. So there's a lot of them out there. Groove, Engage, Outplay, Apollo, and several more. So we have all these on our roadmap and we'll start working on more integrations later this year. In the meantime, we have a version of Lavender called Lavender Anywhere. It's an optional feature that you can turn on in your settings. And it brings a version of Lavender onto all of these platforms. It's not fully integrated. You have to copy and paste, but you can go to HubSpot or Outplay or Engage or Mixmax or wherever. And you can click on the Lavender icon that will appear, even LinkedIn. And it'll show you a pop out of Lavender. It's fully functional. You can type in your email, score it, do your personalization. All the features are there. And then the only difference is you have to then copy and paste it back into your engagement platform. And that's just a band-aid until we have the full integrations later this year. 
Wow, that's a tremendous band-aid there. Awesome. You know, you don't have to necessarily wait and see. You can start actualizing some of the value immediately. So good to know you're closing that gap with something very much. So setting up Lavender, what is that like? And it sounds like there's a lot of work involved, I'll be honest. So maybe put our listeners at ease of what it looks like when you first onboard a client and how easily they can get their SDR team up and running using Lavender. There's really no work involved at all for the customer. It's super simple. Lavender is designed to be self-service if you'd like, and that's where most users find us. It really takes a couple of clicks. So you can be up and running in under a minute or two. The first thing you do is you install it in the Chrome store. It's a browser extension, just at install.lavender.ai. And then you are asked to sign in with either your Google or Microsoft account, depending on if your team runs on Microsoft or Google. And then that's just a one-click sign-in as you're used to doing. Go through a few onboarding slides. And then if you're using Outreach or SalesLoft, you can do one-click sign-in to your Outreach and SalesLoft. And then Lavender will start syncing your data automatically. And then if you want to connect your calendar, because we'll show different, there's different calendar functionality, et cetera, we'll show upcoming meetings, previous meetings. So you don't have to look for those if you want to reference it in your email. Again, one-click sign-in either into your Google or Microsoft calendar. So really you can, you have to sign into your Gmail or Outlook and your Outreach or SalesLoft and sign into your calendar. And then you're set up. And that was like one-click sign-on. And then just go to wherever you send emails. And then Lavender's there and it starts working on that very first email. Is there anyone that's not a good prospect for Lavender? Is there a place where you don't fit? I'm sure there is, but we haven't necessarily found that yet. So in every vertical that we have found so far, the best practice recommendations that we see are working. And I think where it's most counterintuitive and people kind of push back on this some are in like really technical or sophisticated sales. They sell mm. enterprise IT or something really scientific. And they're like, I can't write an email at a seventh grade reading level. I have to use all these industry buzzwords, and all this jargon that makes me sound more professional. But that's not the case. It makes you sound like every other person that's selling your similar solution. Right. One of the best examples we had was a user of ours. He was selling really high level enterprise IT and like selling the CTO. So selling to really smart people. And most people would think I have to sound intelligent and sound like I went to college and all this stuff in order to email that person. He reduced all of his cadences down to a fourth grade reading level and booked over a half million dollars more in revenue, like almost instantly. So I think one of the best things about Lavender is how it learns about your team. So even if you are in some non-obvious or less mainstream industry, Lavender is still going to learn about your team specifically and the best practices for your team. So if you're sending emails and you're trying to build relationships, you want to get more replies, no matter what you're selling, Lavender is going to be able to fit for you because it learns about you specifically and learns about your team. Fair enough. Thank you. So word to the wise out there. If you were thinking that, hey, this isn't going to work for me, there you have it. Switching gears yet again, let's talk about the cost or ownership of Lavender. You know, we have a lot of tech in our stack and you know, we're running engagement platforms, we're running CRM, we're buying data and so forth. Can you give us a little bit of insight to not what it costs, but how it, the pricing is structured and maybe where those swim lanes come in if we're talking to a CFO, for instance? Sure. One of the things that has been really important to me when we've gone through pricing strategy is to make it really simple. I'm a client of some software tools and they've got really complicated pricing and it makes mm -hmm. no sense. 
And I don't like that experience as a buyer. So I know our buyers aren't going to like that. So we keep it really simple. You have your free plan that you start on that there's free, it's limited, but there is a free option. And if you're a student or unemployed, you can have it for free until you find a job. Nice. Then if you're an individual, just by yourself and you do not need integration into outreach and sales law, there's an individual plan. And then if you are a team and or an individual that needs integration with outreach and sales law. So if you want integrations or you want coaching and team functionality, there's a team level plan. Pricing today is $49 a month for the team level. And how we thought about pricing, whenever we do pricing, we always want the value of Lavender to be ROI positive after, for most people, they can make one more sale and it pays for Lavender in multiples. So that's really important to us to make it a no-brainer pricing decision for teams. And they can also try it out. So again, it's free to try. They can see really quickly if they're going to get results. And generally, people see really massive results. Well, thank you for the transparency. I really appreciate that. Sometimes we don't ask that question on the podcast for obvious reasons, but I think it's important. You know, this is something that's really compelling to me. And I would want people to kind of really wrap their head around how they might be able to bring it into the business. So, you know, we've talked through how to get started. Sounds real easy. Seems like the pricing is palatable and is addressing a vital issue in sales development. And so I appreciate all the insight on the product. I do want to know in closing, typically in true to format with my podcast here, I like to wrap up by learning more about your SDR team. So can you tell us a little bit about, A, how you're using Lavender, of course, but how big is your team? How distributed is your team? What does your SDR team look like? It's a great question and kind of like a counterintuitive answer or maybe unexpected answer for a team that's helping SDRs is we don't have any SDRs. Really? We are a small startup and we're really leveraging product-led growth. In reality, our users are our SDRs. People tag us or talk about us every day, primarily on LinkedIn, hundreds of times per month. All of our inbound leads come from people hearing about us because someone found us or talked about us on LinkedIn or on a podcast or something like that. And we don't pay our users. We've never paid for influencers. We don't have an affiliate program today, although maybe we will in the future. Basically, users just use our product and they get so much value from it. Their commissions go up and they want to tell the world and tell their friends. And that's where all of our leads come from. Now, will it always be that way? Most likely not. I came from a sales background and I look forward to the day that we can start bringing in more sales assistance. But for right now, our users are really our SDRs. And then my co-founder and I, we're still doing founder-led. We'll come in and do the demos and really? support the team. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's good. Thank you for that. And that's that has to be the headline. Our users are our SDRs. And you know, I can attest to that. When I came across Lavender for the first time, as I mentioned at the top of the show, it really struck me and I had to reach out to you immediately. And I'm glad you replied and we're able to have this conversation. So I appreciate that. Now, if you were me, what other tech would you be looking at? What other tech do you think is important out there that's driving success for SDR teams? Obviously, Lavender is the focus here, but is there anything else that you're using to drive success around sales development or that you're hearing in the space that you would highlight? Yeah. So one of the tools that was a new one, that we're playing around with right now is a company called Tolstoy. And they kind of make like choose your own adventure walkthroughs. Mm -hmm. And I think the use case for that is if someone wants to send a video to a prospect and make it a little bit more personal and tailored to their need, they can click on like where they want to go. Like I want to see personalization in our case, or I want to see email assistance. We've been playing around with that recently. I think it 
is really interesting product for a, a choose your adventure style. For us though, like our personal tech stack around sales, we're really lean. Again, we don't do a lot of outbound. We, except for LinkedIn, where our whole go-to-market was around building community on LinkedIn. And that's really because we had, we were really resource strapped both in terms of like money and funding, but also manpower. So LinkedIn is where we spend a lot of our time for our go-to-market, building community and building like how we actually get those users to be our SDRs, honestly. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's something that we'll look into as part of our research here at the Research Labs 10 Bound podcast. Thank you for joining in. Thank you for sharing all these insights. It's been tremendous. If we wanted to find you, where would we go? Yeah, you can find us to search Lavender or Lavender email. You can go to lavender.ai to go to our website, learn more about Lavender. If you want to install the product, install.lavender.ai and then just Lavender on LinkedIn. That's where we mostly are. We're on LinkedIn a lot. Very good. Very good. And hey, everybody, make sure you tune in to their posts, both William and his co-founder. They put out you know, really insightful posts that are in line with everything we've talked about today. So thank you very much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Everyone, you've been listening to the 10 Bound Research Labs podcast with Eric Williams and the CEO and co-founder of Lavender, William Balance. You guys have a wonderful rest of the day. What is their favorite cold email tool? So I'm asking my network, what is their favorite cold email tool? So I'm asking my network, what is their favorite cold email tool? So I'm asking my network, what is their favorite cold email tool? It's lavender. Duh.